Wiggins goes down. Coming up as Thompson gets the ball. Dribbles far side. Thompson's going to go. Dribbles on. Fournier stops. Shoots on the way. No good at the buzzer. It hit the back rim and bounced away. And New York wins. Tim Roy, Tom Tolbert, glad you're with us. Warriors with a loss tonight, 116-114. And it happened at the hands of the New York Knicks, who go to 25-31. and 31. I thought New York had a great game plan coming in. They established Randall early. And, you know, talking to statistician Alan Brown just a moment ago, Tom, I, I think it, it came with the... It just looked like Julius Randall maybe had thought he was going to get traded because he looked totally into it. He was engaged early in the game, and it looked like he really wanted to play well tonight. Yeah, I mean, you look at the numbers, 28 uh, on 23 shots. So he didn't shoot the ball great, for 10, 10 for 23, but was efficient because he got to the free throw line. 16 rebounds, 7 assists. That's a complete game. Yeah. That is an absolute complete game. So he played really, really well. Uh, and, and I thought his energy, the, the team kind of fed off his his energy. So I, I, he was a, he was the difference. I mean, Fournier hit some really really big shots for him, and their bench played really good. I thought Alex Burke, Alec Burks actually was really good oh, in the second half too. Second half, just oh, a couple of shots, made he a hit. couple of circus shots. Ooh. The the aggressiveness, just not settling, getting to the rim. I thought that was big as well. But their their bench was was better tonight than the. And the Warriors bench was. And they just didn't, you know, Steph had 35, but 5 for 16, 11 for 25. Uh, and he was pretty efficient, too. Why? Because he went to the free throw line, 8 of 8. Uh, Clay was okay, 7 for 17, 3 for 9. Uh, but they just, you know, they never really got to that groove uh, in the second half. The Knicks came out kind of punched him in the mouth in the third quarter and then did the same thing in the fourth quarter. I think it was 11 nothing to start the third and then 9-2 to, to start the start the fourth. So you're battling uphill and you get there. They had that one little mini run in the third quarter where they hit three threes in a row and the lead just evaporated. They took a three-point lead, but the Knicks came right back, took the lead, and then went up 4-5 and reestablished themselves. So, yeah, I mean, all credit to the Knicks. They played really well. They got after it tonight, but I'm with you. If you'd have told me the Warriors were going to turn it over less than 10 times and lose a game at home with more shots in the opposition, I would have said, no, nah, that, that's not going to happen. But that's exactly what happened tonight. It's, it's interesting to, um, to look at the, the numbers, and they're startling, you know, the rebounding numbers of the last couple of nights. I'll rebound by, by 30 rebounds in back-to-back yeah. games. Uh, are you concerned at all? about the Warriors' size? Uh, well, if Draymond's back's okay, I'm not. Right, right. But that's a, that's a big, you know, that's a big if. Uh, I know he's headed in the right direction. I've had bad back. I've had a bad back, and they, they can be tricky. But if he comes back, no, I'm not worried about it because they're one of the best rebounding teams in the league. I'm not so concerned about the numbers. I just want them to keep their defensive rebounding percentage high. To me, that's more important than offensive rebounding for them. Right. Tonight, the Knicks had 16 offensive rebounds, and that's that, that's too many to give up. That just gives a, a team extra chances at the bucket, and usually those are easier chances at the bucket. So, as of now, no, uh, but maybe... Yeah, it's uh, only, we'll, only a couple of games. Yeah, and, again, Draymond's out. Yeah, we'll so. see what happens when Draymond comes back, and then if Wiseman can play. 
You know, Wiseman plays 10, 15 minutes. We'll see what he does to the rebounding numbers. Uh, that I mean, that can address your size, and you don't got to give up anything for him. You don't even got to pick up anything for him. He just, he's on your team. He just hasn't played. So as of now, no, not really a concern of mine. Yeah, but it's funny. People ask me if the Warriors are going to make any deals. And I said, well, you can look at their roster in a way and say that they have. They acquired Clay Thompson. They acquired James Wiseman. And in, in essence, they get the extra score that they needed, and they get the, the big guy that they needed. Now, Wiseman yet to play. He did go through contact in Utah the other day and looked pretty good. So... You know, the, you know what's what's cool. And, and talking to Ron Adams in the back of the coaches show, and I asked him about you know the learning process for for Wiseman. Is he, he said the most important thing for him this year is that he has watched how this team plays and is you know learning on how he can help this team play. And that's what they're talking to him. Here's how you can help us when you get in there. And so. You know, for a guy that hasn't had a training camp, that's important because he's got to figure out how he can be best effective playing with Stephen Curry. Yeah, sometimes watching is the best teacher because you see yourself out there and the way the team plays, and you kind of look at Looney, look at Draymond, and not that you are those guys, but you watch backline defensive guys and how they handle certain situations and, and, and what Looney does to be successful and what Draymond does to be successful and then you say okay what parts of my game are like that and then you use that then you say okay now how can i incorporate what i do into this team as well like to me the two big things for him well that's really three he could add to this team uh a a vertical component offensively to this team for a lob threat just the ability to run the court i mean that guy's a gazelle oh yeah he gets out and he he wants to run he can really stress the defense out just by running the middle of the court. And then, of course, the ability to deter potential drives to the bucket with his length and his jumping ability. Like t- today, if they're playing the Knicks, they wouldn't have come to the rim so uh, so aggressively if a guy like that were in there because you know you have a shot blocker. It's like the Warriors. It's harder to get to the rim if a guy like Mitchell Robinson is there that's a, a shot blocker. So, yeah, we'll see. If he's a, if again, for him it's going to be can he be in the right spot most of the time? Because you can't mess around with like missed rotations, missed assignments on offense. You're running the wrong play. You forgot the play, or defensively you forgot how you're playing a pick and roll, and they get an easy dunk because you're in the wrong wrong spot. That's going to be the biggest thing for him, just being in the right spot, and your teammates can count on you to be in those spots. They don't need a lot from him. I think. He can give them what they need fairly easily with his talent. It's just absorbing all the stuff and just making sure that I'm dialed in on what I need to do. Well, if your theory is true and that watching is is a great thing for a player, I must have been a great high school player. I watched a lot, boy. Let me well, you got to have a little talent. <laughs> I mean, you can't have no talent. Just watch. Um, what, what did you uh, What did you get out of Kaminga's night tonight? He just gets better and better. Yeah. Uh, so his signature move so far for me is the drive from the wing into the middle, hit the body, spin. And then when he spins, he extends toward the bucket. I mean, and he's strong enough to knock you back a half a step. So you can't really gather when he spins and go affect the shot. How many times have we seen him hit somebody spin off and he's by himself at the rim? <laughs> yeah. We've seen that a lot. <laughs> yeah. And that's a yeah, body's bounce off. Yeah. That's a really off. nice move. Uh, for him to have. So I just, I'm impressed 
with him. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't look like a 19-year-old out there. He doesn't behave like a 19-year-old out there. It doesn't seem to affect him when he's out there. And sure, like he's young, he's going to do some rookie, rookie uh, things. Some like, uh, like I said, when he went with the goaltending, yeah, that was just youth. That yep. was just exuberance. Want to get up the shots up there? Let me go get it without actually thinking about it. Like. Ooh, that's a really tough shot. Let's just let that one go. And if he makes it, he makes it. And you say, hey, congrats. Nice shot. But stuff like that. But other than that, how could you not be impressed with this guy, how young he is and, and, right. and what he's doing? I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed. You know, and I, I, I don't know what's going to happen with New York, but I will say this. Uh, unlike past Nick teams we've seen come in here, they have some intriguing pieces. You know, Reddish, if they can get him going and, and get him – to a good place. This was his best game as a Nick so far. Uh, you know, quickly has some skills that you can work with there. You've got uh, Fournier is, certainly has more left in the tank there. Robinson had 11 rebounds tonight, takes up some space. Grimes looks like he's a tough defender in the making. They have, you know, and Randall's Randall. They have, they have some intriguing pieces there. They do. And again, I haven't seen him play enough, but it just must be the consistency thing where they're doing little things here, little things there. And, again, from just the box score and the few games that I have seen, their offense just has faltered at the most inopportune inopportune times. But defensively, they've been, they've been pretty good this year. So I, it's hard to say. The East is so much tougher now. Oh, like the top of the have east. Have you looked at the standings of the east lately? I know it's like just a trash compactor. It, it's like yeah, it's like a it's like a it's like the Kentucky Derby. It's a cavalry charge. It you is. Know? It's like you know. Well, you know how in the Derby when they show the whole start and they show right. all the numbers and the numbers keep going like this: first, <laughs> yeah. fourth, fifth, ninth, first, back to first. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's the east. east. Yeah. Everything could just change in a week. A, you're like a, what? A three game losing streak and you're out of the playoffs. Yeah, you it's know? amazing. It's like, yeah. it's like well, what happened yeah. to them? They're really good. Like a week ago, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. They're all really close, but you think about it, and again, uh, I make the mistake of leaving out the Miami Heat all the time I when know, I talk about the, I know. the Heat are really good. The Bulls have been good this year. I mean, there's going to be some really, really intriguing matchups in the Eastern Conference this year, and no longer is it just the West is the dominant conference. That's over now. I still think Atlanta's pretty good, but they're in the number 10 spot. You know, it's it, they're another funky team that I can't. I, right. I, you, we would have had to watch them all year to figure out what's wrong with them. Because you look at the pieces, you're like, well, the pieces are still good, and, but I, I I don't know, you know, what ails that team because you know what it could be just as simple as this: a young team that got to the Eastern Conference Finals last year and thought, you know what, we're on our way, we're good, without realizing what got them to that. And really working, and not doing the same things, and you just—it's not that easy. No, and you have to learn that it—it it, it takes work each and every offseason, each and every year to get back to that. And they're a really young team, so it could be something as simple, simple as that. But again, I haven't watched them enough to to really know. But I'm super intrigued to see what Philly and Brooklyn look like in a month. Yeah, and and. Um you know, Cleveland continues to be a nice story. Yeah, great story. Chicago is a good team. You know, when they're healthy, they're really they're pretty good. I tell you, the team that team that ha- there's two teams I think that right now, now talent wise, everybody's going to rave over the Brooklyn Philadelphia trade. Okay, everybody's mm-hmm. going to go nuts over that, and that's great. But 
The yeah, you seemed really, really intrigued by it. Yeah, that's well. Great. Let's see, a guy uh, forced to trade from a team for a second time in three years, and another guy who gave up on his team and stayed home all day. I'm sorry. Fantastic. Did I, did I say that? NBA lot? action. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Miami and Toronto. Those are the two I think most mentally Toronto's tough coming. teams. Toronto has they got Toronto's steel. Coming. Those guys they they work hard. I mean, all, they were dead in the water about a month ago. Now they they're were. Eight, eight games over 500. I know. They just don't lose anymore. Yeah. I mean, they're just uh, – Siakam's playing really well. Uh, really, I don't even know Van Vliet, but happy for a guy like that could make an all-star team. And they just – I mean, Nurse is a really good coach. He's, yeah. He's really good. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me. It shouldn't surprise me. But after their start, yeah. You're like, if you had slept on them for the last month, you're like, wait, wait, wait a minute. What are the Raptors doing here? What are, why, yeah. why, 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 are they, why are they way up there? Well, you know, I, I read the scores every night, right? Yep. So, so then all of a sudden, one day I'm picking up, and Toronto's won six, six in a row, really? <laughs> yeah, it's like, wow. wow. No, there's no doubt. Uh, you can make a case that the Eastern Conference, especially the first round, will be tougher than the Western Conference. Because the teams yeah. at the bottom of the East may be tougher than the teams at the bottom of the Western Conference. Though there is one team in the bottom of the West, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no, go ahead. There's one team at the bottom of the West that scares me. Who? Clippers. Because if they get Paul George back, they've added Powell, they've added Covington, that's going to be... they got size. Well, yeah, I mean, if they do get... But, again, if they do get him back, what's he going to be like? We'll have to, to see that, too. But, yeah, if they... They they do play hard, yeah, and they they, they get after you. Uh, I, I'm in, I'm curious to see what Dallas is going to look like now they got rid of yeah. Porzingis because Dinwiddie's been kind of woo up and he's down and not sure and uh, Bertans I'm not as much of a Bertans guy as you are. Yeah, uh, he's a good he's like a shooter that can't shoot. He shoots 31 percent this year. <laughs> I looked at his numbers. I was like, well, like if you hey. if you're supposed to shoot. And that's all you do. You might want to shoot better than thirty-one well, percent from the, three. The player whisperer, Boban, is going to get him going. You know, you see <laughs> the player whisperer, <laughs> Boban. Oh gosh! But uh, no, I am curious to see what that wor- what that looks like now without without Porzingis, because I never thought that worked. That no. just after about two months of that, you're like, this is not what they envisioned. I I think Porzingis has to be alongside a rough and tumble center. He has to be around a guy that can can help protect him a little bit. So, well, he's an outside guy, and so is Luca. Yeah, right. And yeah. so you're both like you get six nine and seven three, and they're both like out on the perimeter together. I mean, if, if you're gonna do, and, and I don't really like the way Dallas plays. They remind me too much of Houston when Harden was there. But if you're gonna play, give pound, the ball, pound, to, yeah, pound, give pound, the ball pound. to Luca, and then just dribble. Yeah, right. You better surround him with shooters. Right, Bertans can shoot. It, well, supposedly, allegedly, he hasn't shot well this year. Then what he can score, he's been again. He's been up and down. Where he goes twenty seven four, twenty two five. So Ed, that, that's a team though that I, I, again, I'm intrigued to, to find out what they look like in a month. Yeah, I I think it's gonna be. Yeah, I, I'm really excited about the. Uh, I say the second half of the season, but here we are. You I know. know. It's like, after it's the like, All-Star break, there's the like all, 23. When is the All-Star break coming? <laughs> Come on. It's going like to be like 10 games. It's going to be a playoffs. Be one, okay, here we go. There'll be one game after the All-Star yeah. break. Welcome <laughs> to the playoffs. 
It's not usually this late, is no, it? No, it's, it's like a, this 50 is game really mark, late, right? Yeah, Golly. yeah. I mean, I it, feel like they feel the same way. It's like, jeez, like, we're gonna have twenty games left after the All Star break. The Warriors have played fifty six games. I know they're gonna have played fifty nine games at the break. Fifty nine. Mm. That's ridiculous. Now the Suns won tonight, correct? They mauled yep. the Bucks. I don't want to take away from your scores. No, that's right. But does that mean the Warriors are like, is it now four and a half games? Four and a half. And they're only ahead two and a half on Memphis. And I always tell people, I go four and a half games in baseball, not that big a deal. Four and a half games in basketball, it could take you three weeks to pick that up. Absolutely. It's hard to pick up games in basketball, especially when you're talking about the top end of the conferences. Now, Now you talk about Dallas. They're only... A game and a half back at Utah. I did. I saw that. I, I couldn't believe that. That I was like, yeah. wow. Well, Utah had a really rough January. Yeah, they were they were really rough. But and so, so we're only a game and a half ahead of the Grizzlies. Two and a half. Two and a half. Jeez, three in the loss column, as the, you like. Oh, to say. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the Grizzlies <laughs> caught fire there. Yeah, the Grizzlies I, are good. They didn't catch fire. They are good. Yeah, they are good. And when did when's like, Brooks coming back? I'm not sure because he's been out a long time and he's a big part yeah. of that team. See, what did you say something? Oh, sorry, you were talking to Alan. Okay, sorry. Never mind. Um, hey, Alan. <laughs> uh, He's been out a while, though. You know what? Here's, here's my – I'm really curious to see how the Warriors play Memphis now Clay's there. Can they afford to have Brooks face guard Steph with Clay on the floor? Yeah. Well, That's, they probably still will. <laughs> yeah, they probably still will. But it's, it's, it's Steph. But it, it may – you know, it, it – you know, now you got an extra guy there. I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. Well, here's happens, the whole so. thing with Memphis when they play the Warriors is they're physical. Their whole team's yeah. physical. Yeah. They just don't back down. They're just going to get in your face, and they're going to you're going to feel their body, and they're going to be within arm's length of you the whole game. And then you have John Moran, oh. <laughs> who's like he's went to me. He's gone from like a really good player to like whoa. This guy be made. He may be a top ten player in the league. He may be a top five player in the league. Well, Every I time I watch him, I know let's, I'm, let's, pu- let's, let's I'm pushing it. Here. I'm pushing it. Swallowing the RC Davis Kool Aid there. <laughs> so, <laughs> but he's better than I thought he was going to be. Let's yes, put it is. that way. So. He's better than I thought he was going to be. Yeah. So now top five's too much. Yeah. I mean, I can name five players that are that are better, but he's coming. He is coming. He's he, you know what? coming. And and the scary thing with him is he's a streaky outside shooter now. If he gets a little bit better at that, more than streaky, where he's like, you know, you know pretty consistent. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> Good luck be. stopping him because he is explosive yeah. That's getting great, to the rim. Great thing about the league is is that every four or five years, a whole bunch of new talent comes in, and the league just keeps sustaining itself. It's great. I love no, it. No doubt just about love it. it. So. Saturday. Well, enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your Friday. What do you got going on tomorrow? Well, this is part of a stretch where Friday is one of two days of an 11-day stretch where I'm home and don't have a game. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Utah last night ended five games in five different cities. And then tonight, and then tomorrow I get a a day, and I still have an interview to do in the morning. But then um, we have a game Saturday, and then we fly Sunday, game Monday. And then uh, come back Tuesday. That's the second day of the last 11 that I have a day at home. And then Wednesday we have a game and then All-Star break. So, so I'm doing nothing tomorrow. Yeah. I am. I am I, no, I don't have radio head. I have a podcast to do tomorrow. So. May I suggest, like, just, like, 
slam about eight beers and pass out around six? <laughs> That's one strategy. Yeah, one strategy. Yeah, we'll take a look at that. Sorry. I'm here for I'm here for you, Tim. I'm just I, just offering ideas for you. Thank you. I'll let you know how it okay, goes. <laughs> Expect a phone call about six oh five. I'll right, see man. you Saturday. See you Saturday.